I'm David Humphrey, and this is Sound and Vision on WPS1 Art Radio. My guest today is renowned New York painter and promoter of organized madness, Gregory Amanoff. Hey, David. Hey. I was wondering, thinking about this promotion of organized madness, uh, I know it happens in your paintings. You're something of a visionary. You stir it up. But you're also an educator. Teach, uh, I've taught at Columbia for lots of years, SVA before that. Is there a continuum? Is it the is it the, is it a similar self that you exercise in both both areas? Well, I think so. But you know, the, I mean, the benefit, and not to sound too Pollyanna-y, and that's not a word. The you know the, the way it works for me is you know the advantage of teaching, and I know you have the same advantage, and those of us that do out of choice really. Uh, is that you work with these people and you're constantly, in a sense, by what you say and what you're perceiving, challenging yourself. So you go in the studio and you're not able to, I'm not in, able to fall into a generational lull. I have to constantly think about different ways of approaching things. I'm still a painter, probably still a modernist painter, but I try to shake the tree. It keeps me on my toes in a way. And I find it, uh, it's a real advantage. Uh, it certainly makes me feel more vital. Feels so like that's you- the way it moves into the studio. Feels like you're always balancing some ratio of <clears throat> of vision, imagination, and a kind of relationship with precursors of the tradition that would be very uh, very happy in both both contexts. Well, isn't that the advantage of making art? I mean, you have this unbroken history in the West and in other parts of the world, really long histories, and you know you draw from those histories. I'm certainly one of those proponents of that. I don't believe in progress in art. I don't believe in the avant-garde. I think we kind of take ideas and, and reform them for our time and make sense for them. I'm, I, I am hopelessly in love with the 19th century, but I can go to therapy over that. I also like that we are somehow uh, destroyers of sense in our time. Well, I think that what I chose uh, for music really speaks to that predicament to a certain extent because I, I put together the songs that I did and I realized that it was really sad <laughs> and rather dark and really about yearning and longing and sort of unfulfilled uh, desire to a certain extent. And that is, uh, perhaps that's always been the, you know, what artists deal with. And to a certain extent, making art is about trying to manifest that, I suppose, trying to solve that problem. But I think that is the malaise of our time. You can have something in a painting that you can't have, right? You can exercise that paradox. Invented reality is uh, unfortunately better than reality. So do you want to start in on the songs? Do you want to introduce them? Yeah. Well, as I said, you know, I chose songs. I I, I think I did something that made me very happy. Uh, There are great singer-songwriters, and uh, I wanted to highlight those songwriters and singers, but I didn't necessarily chose four of these songs are covers, People, great singer-songwriters covering other people, other people's work. So you get twofers. And so you get twofers. It was a way of spreading out uh, the, you know, the goods. There are millions of, obviously, songwriters that I could have chosen from, from Joni Mitchell, Neil Young to Stephen Foster. Uh, but I chose the ones I chose. The temptation, of course, was to do all Bobby Dylan, and uh, I didn't. I'm very proud of myself. Well, it's very disciplined of you. Should we... Should we- yeah, Jump let's in. rock. The first song is the most upbeat, and it's Howlin' Wolf uh, singing a great Willie Dixon song. Willie Dixon wrote a plethora of the great songs, uh, I Just Want to Make Love to You, Hoochie Coochie Man. This is 300 Pounds of Heavenly Joy, baby. It's coming at you. Mm-hmm. 
have to worry, you can have your fun. again. Chester Burnett, that's his name, Howlin' Wolf. Uh, the next song is a country song. If I can tell this story really quick, 20 years ago, Robert Pincus Witten did a catalog for him. He came in the studio, asked me a lot of questions, and I was a little intimidated. And he said, what kind of music do you listen to? I said, well, you know, Mozart, Bach. He said, no, really. I said country. Um, I can't lie. This is the greatest drinking song, I think, ever. It's sung by Webb Pierce. And what's really cool about it and thinking about it is it's self-reflexive. This guy is not in the middle of something. He's looking at something, and he knows he can't help it. There's an inevitable sense of doom and loss, and it's just a really great song. Webb Pierce is an amazing guy. There's stories, but I won't talk them. This is There Stands the Glass. There stands the glass That will ease all my pain that will settle my brain It's my first one to take There stands the glass That will hide all my tears That will drown all my fears 
Brother, I'm on my way I'm wondering where you are tonight I'm wondering if you are all right I wonder if you think of me in my misery There stands the glass Fill it up to the brim Till my troubles grow dim It's my first one to take I'm wondering if you are all right I wonder if you think of me in my misery There stands the glass Fill it up to the brim Till my troubles grow dim It's my first one to take There it is. My favorite line is that, brother, I'm on my way. Listen to that. That doesn't, I don't know if it makes you want to drink or run from drinking. I choose to drink. Uh, the next song is an amazing song. It's Bob, I decided to have Bob covering something, and I have somebody else covering a Bob song. The song is called You Belong to Me, most made famous by the great singer Joe Stafford, who's still alive somewhere, but, uh, you know, a singer from the early 50s with an absolutely beautiful voice. It's an affirmative song when she sings it, and it's a public song. When Bob sings it, it's a private song. It's swallowed up, and it's actually so frail that it's hard to even believe the lyric. It's from the soundtrack to what I think is a despicable movie. Uh, by uh, uh, Oliver Stone, uh, Natural Born Killers. So you'll hear a little bit of at the end uh, those characters talking, but maybe we can get rid of that. I don't like that much. So here's Joe Stafford very briefly, just so you can get this taste. Sure. Here's Bobby. See the pyramids along the Watch the sunrise from a tropic island. Just remember, darling, all the while you belong to me. 
David Humphrey, and this is Sound and Vision on WPS1 with guest Gregory Amanoff. That is a very strange way of saying something by its opposite, that song. I know. Well, Bob said at the beginning of the Scorsese documentary, he said, you see, I was born a long way from where I'm supposed to be, and I'm just trying to get back home. He's not going to get back home with this song, and he knows it. Now, I'm thinking about a whole bunch of paintings you made of icebergs, and I think of you in some odd way as the floating iceberg uh, and not in the sense of it being cold and in a way maybe it's like saying uh, the opposite it's this it's like the it's like the contained thing that's a kind of a uh, that's floating that's that's maybe not you mm. the icebergs dead-ended as a project but they led into a more abstract vision that I'm involved in now coming back a little bit to what I did in the 80s the icebergs were very much about also about wanting to sort of go somewhere this unrequited desire just to drive north as far as I could get to and I never saw the icebergs they were just a way of solving that problem that's what painting can do it's a world that you can believe in well Chilliness is about as far away from you as anything I can imagine. Well, <laughs> the next song is uh, now we have Chrissy Hind and the Pretenders singing Forever Young. And that's an intimate song and sort of a prayer. But again, what they do, what Chrissy does, is turn it into an anthem. And you know the song, it's a fantastic song. He sang it for the Pope, Bobby did. Forever Young. May God bless and keep you always May your wishes all come true May you always do for others And let others do for you 
What's there to say? What a song. Uh, Steve Earle is an amazing artist. He's written a plethora of songs. You know, he's sort of metal country, and I love that about him. At heart, he's a rocker, but he's also a folk singer. This is a real rock and roll song, kind of very influenced by the Beatles, I think. I think you can hear that. And this is part of the theme, Transcendental Blues. That's what it's all about right there. You look up to the heavens, and then you're looking down at your shoes. You can't get there from here. He even talks about that. Steve Earle, Transcendental Blues.
cut that a little bit, but it's the texture, as David, you just said to me, is amazing. It's just this layered, uh, amazing. It makes me think of Revolver, you know, and some of the songs on that record. When I think of your paintings, I think that your surface, which is very turbulent, very dense, as being something like the equivalent of voice. Wow, well, I never thought of that. It, sometimes it, uh, when it gets too built up, it's like static. <laughs> I don't know if that's voice. Well, that's but, a- but, I, but I love form, and I love shape, and I love songs that have real structure and shape. I'm not particularly interested in abstract literature or, or music. I love, the, I love a, a kind of narrative and a, and a rhythmic shape. And you want it to be heartfelt, even if it's saying it's opposite. I'm a sappy guy. I'm a sentimental romantic, so what can I do? The, the next song, I get two for one here. It's Merle Haggard, the greatest living American country songwriter singing a song by someone who he admired, the great Jimmy Rogers, the singing brakeman, and the blue yodeler. We got to have a yodel in here, and we got one here. I wanted to close out the songs with this because there's a lilt to this song. It's about missing the Mississippi and you, but it's, it's got a wonderful lilt to it, so it's got a sweet generosity. Merle Haggard singing the great Jimmy Rogers song, Miss the Mississippi and You. I'm growing tired of the big city lights Tired of the glamour and tired of the sights In all my dreams I am roaming once more Back to my home on the old river shore Mississippi and you, dear Days are dark and dreary Everywhere I roam Miss the Mississippi and you Rolling the wide world over Nothing seems to cheer me Under heaven's dome Miss the Mississippi and you Old lady, old lady Old lady, old lady Old lady, old lady Old lady Happy days of yore Miss the Mississippi And you, dear Mockingbirds are singing Round the cabin door Miss the Mississippi And you Always alone and blue 
shore Miss the Mississippi and you That's Merle the Pearl, the hag. Uh, that's my theme song because I'm a transplanted Midwestern boy in the Mississippi. Uh, you know, that's where I'm from. I think, Gregory, everything is going to turn out all right. Yeah, help me with that, would you? I really look forward to Thank seeing God your show. Thank God for Psycho Farms. <laughs> I look forward to your show this spring at Alexander Gallery here in New York. Thank you, Gregory Aminoff. Thanks to all. That was really fun, David. Thank you. This is Sound and Vision. I'm David Humphrey on WPS1 Art Radio.